Hey, it's me, your friendly neighborhood DM, Tan. You might be wondering, Hey, what's this strangely named episode doing on my reroll feed? Well, this is the first part in a Patreon-exclusive miniseries called Chronicles of Rel, a prequel that will explore other areas and times of our homebrew world, Rel. We are releasing the first episode for free for all to enjoy. If you're thinking, Fuck that, it's a recession, I don't have $5, and I want to hear about Flint puffing on his milk gar. I get it. Totally get it. I don't have $5 either. This show will not interfere with the release of our flagship reroll podcast, which will always remain free. We will continue to drop new episodes every Monday. But please check out our side adventure. It's full of action, laughs, and questionable public bathroom practices. Plus, we welcome a special guest, Wesley Paulson, to the roster. Wes is an awesome role player and an all-around good person. Please check out his Twitch at Commander Jodo. That's C-M-D-R-J-O-D-O. As always, thank you so much for listening. Your continued support means the world to us. The world of Varel, in fact. Thank you for tuning in, Patreons, uh, for our first Patreon-exclusive content, first recorded content at least. Um, My name, of course, is Tanner Prentice. I will be the uh, Dungeon Master. I am joined by Ayla Gehring, um, Latara Godding, Brendan Geyer, and a brand new player to our table, uh, Mr. Wesley Paulson. Hi. Hi, Wes. Welcome, Wes. (laughs) Hi, Wes. Very good to have you here. I think most of us, if not all of us, have known Wes for a very long time. Wes was actually a part of the first D&D campaign I ran as a DM. Uh, Wes played a paladin, and that was a <laughs> shit show of a game. Uh, we got the, yeah. got the rules <laughs> so wrong, I think, Wes, you had over 100 health at level 5. And I also divine smout people by throwing hand axes at them. It was great. I had fun. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Um, for our adventure today, we are going to be taking a glimpse uh, into the timeline of um, the World of Rel that our pa- or our main podcast takes place in. This episode will take place far before the events of our main podcast. Hundreds of years, in fact, before the Blackreach Empire, back when Tevalon stood strong, and this, <laughs> the setting though the players won't know this, will be in the Isle of Forgotten Horrors, way to the north, uh, alone in the Blood Sea, above East Rell. Hate to break so, it to you, Tan. We, we now know it. Did I say, well, you, well your characters. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys to not listen. I exclusively said... Well. <laughs> You instructed characters or player characters to do something. Of course, we're going to do the opposite. You say, 
That's very Come on. true. Very true. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I'd never uh, listen until you say mm-hmm. don't listen. Yeah, as soon as you say don't listen, we're, we're all ears. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. Um, please, everybody look at your character sheets. Who has the most constitution? I have 16. It's pretty good. 14. 17. There you go. Oh. 17, okay. I assume that's higher than yours, Lothar. You're sitting there with a Yeah, they were higher, so I didn't say anything. Okay. 17. So, you're pretty steadfast here. Uh, What is your player's name? Cranky. Cranky. Why don't you describe how Cranky looks for us real quick? Cranky Bernhard. He's got a heavy underbite. He's a half-orc. He, uh... He's got a couple of facial piercings, but it's apparent that he's had several more ripped out, so it looks like he decided to stop getting them pretty quick. He uh, he looks like That's a guy amazing. who's seen some shit. He's got a scar not quite over his eye. That would have been badass, but it uh, it just misses <laughs> his eye. So he sees just fine. <laughs> Contrary to a lot of his veteran friends. And scarred and pierced cranky, you awaken groggily. You try to move, but you feel your right foot catch as you hear the metallic clank of chains growing taut. You can't remember when you fell asleep. In fact, it feels like days have been foggy. You're immediately disoriented and darkness engulfs you all around. How many fucking kegs did I drink last week? Does, does your character have dark vision? Indeed. Alright, so within 60 feet, you see... Granted, this is very difficult to see. It's all in black and white, very shaded. There are... to your. Why don't you actually give me a perception roll? Alright. Alright. Sorry, it's hard for Cranky to find certain rolls because they're in alphabetic order. <laughs> Never turned that much. <laughs> Sure. <clears throat> That'd be a six. <laughs> six? Because of course it will. Of course. I kick mean, off I the entire campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cranky, you're looking around and you see several bodies. Some of which are asleep, dead, you don't know. Others that are upright, but all seem to share a common trait. Locked by chain by the feet to a wall of stone behind you or maybe maybe it isn't stone it feels rough and ragged but it feels sturdy and a sandy floor beneath you and you hear a voice that says easy kid don't panic <laughs> these fucking nerds get Jeff locked up oh oh that's right alright at this point Wes your character begins to come to. Go ahead and give me a description of him. Uh, yes. So he is a red scaled dragonborn with uh, each scale would have a majority of red, but the out- outline, the outside of the scale would actually have black, almost look like scorch marked uh, 
outside. So he's red with like a black shimmer. Um, <clears throat> he'd be in these brilliantly red robes with gold trim with draconic and different types of writing all around the trim. And uh, on his belt, he would have his different pouches and, and, and such with a dagger on one hand and a, uh, a big uh, black stone looks like a... Uh, I forget the volcanic volcanic stone staff with a big red crystal in the top. Um, <clears throat> he would have starburst eyes and uh, kind of like the looks like hair, but it looks like it's all made from scales type of type of type of deal. Awesome, awesome! Real quick, where you go to grab your staff, you find that it is missing, and the same. Goes for you, Cranky. Your what is your trusted weapon? Uh, I imagine it would have been just two-handed hammer. Okay, so your your uh, great mole is also missing, and your spell book as well is missing. Um, uh, Wes, did you say your character's name? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, my my character's name is Anduin. Anduin. Mm -hmm. Find your spellcasting focus and any component pouches and your pretty much all your equipment and your spellbook missing. Ugh. No, Andy. Uh, sorry, if I call you Andy. Our, uh, our, our step for mission is yours. What? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I uh, what has happened? Uh, I need to, where am I? Who are you? Yeah, you drink the same thing I did, buddy. Drink? No. No, I wouldn't be drinking, but where am I? Where are we? Who is this? It's You hear a slow, low chuckle of laughter. <laughs> Coming from probably pretty close to you, Cranky. And you look to your right and see this... Well, uh, a race you're very familiar with, a large, full-blooded orc, and he is laughing, and he says, I'll tell you where you are. You're in the heat of it now. And with that rough, crisp voice, Latara, your character awakes. Go ahead and give us a description. Um, Zarya's a human with, uh, Dark brown hair, dark gray eyes. She has both sides of her head shaved so that the top isn't kind of like a mohawk, but it's brought to a ponytail at the peak of her scalp and then loose going down the back. Um, piercings, uh, tattoos where you can see it peeking through past her black and red kind of colored heavy armor with a cloak. Um, yeah. She kind of shakes her head and it's like, ah, fuck this hangover. How'd I get here? That's exactly what I'm trying to uh, ascertain. Do you, what do you rem Who is this? Who are you? I'll save you the trouble. Doesn't matter why you got here. Just matters that you're here now. That's not an answer. <laughs> you ain't gonna find many answers in this place. Will we find coin? No. Just death. And you hear that Fuck chuckle that. again. Just... You hear that chuckle again. Just... 
And at this point, Ayla, your character wakes up. Go ahead and describe your character to us. Um, my character's name is Rue, and she's an era. At least if I can say this, Eric. Era Krokra. I want to say it doesn't have an R between after or after the K, so oh. I want to say Era Krokra, but it might be Era Krokra. No, you're probably saying it right. Okay. Um, and she's like, she's different gradients of gray with orange accents. Uh, and right next to you, Rue, there is a. Do you have dark vision? I don't think so. I was wondering about that when I was. I don't think you're. Er- I don't Kukra think that do. they do. I think it. I could have chosen it as a spell, but I didn't. So, that's where. Well, I'm you at. find yourself in the same scenario you hear these voices around you and you pull your talon up and it locks with chain what do you guys want to do i'll probably try to squeeze my little foot out of it you said we're in chains yep and we don't Uh, have any weapons no weapons no spellcasting focuses well i don't need a spellcasting focus for a cantrip we do have our armor right you do have all your armor on. Um, you could try to cast a cantrip, sure. <laughs> well, so actually, I guess it's posing a question. Do I need a spellcasting focus for a cantrip? I don't believe so, right? Because it's just an inherently known spell. I don't know. I don't know either. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, you can cast prepared spells, which require only verbal and somatic components when deprived of your focus. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because the focus okay. counts as, like, your components. Yeah. Okay. So I I have a... I have Mage Hand, which is verbal and somatic. But do okay. you need your book, which I think you don't have either? Yes, you can cast spells without your spell book. And yes, your uh, your list of spell prepared spells will stay prepared until you prepare a new list. So, so it requires my spell book... Yeah, it requires my spellbook to prepare a spell. Cantrips are oh, inherently okay. prepared. Okay. Huh. Okay. Nice. Cool. Um, so what are you doing? I'm going to cast Mage Hand, and I'm going to have it go find me a piece of bone or something that's pointy that I can try and pick this lock with. I would also like to do something. I have a cantrip that causes my teeth or fingernails to sharpen and deliver a corrosive attack. So it's basically acid damage, and I want to try to break the... Nice. The thing. The, um... Okay. Cuff. I'm just trying to use strength to break mine. Just rip it out. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Yeah, rip Hmm. it from the wall. That might be the easiest way. Stand up, pull sideways on the the ringlet. Okay. Cranky, Zarya, go ahead and roll strength checks. Rue, uh, go ahead and roll an Could attack, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's a feat of athleticism. Uh, Alduin, I'm going to have you roll an investigation check. Oh, perfect. I am also wondering, because 20. it says... Because it says um, a melee spell attack against one creature, does it have to be a creature? Or can I do it against... I think it's fine. Okay, I just want to make sure. I'm not gonna. I got a 16 on mine. Okay. Cranky. Uh, 23. Okay. 
Uh, Alduin, you said 20? Unnatural 20, yes. Unnatural 20. I think that's 87. Okay. Not hard to hit it. Um, Alduin, you have this sharp, thin piece of bone that you dig around in this, the sand in the sediment and bring back to you. Cranky, you kunk, pull it, uh, your leg off just like it's the easiest thing in the world. Zarya gives you a little bit more pull, uh, but you manage to get it taut and just through a little um, uh, effort, you rip it from the uh, uh, wall, and then Rue, you take your sharpened claws and you hit it with this acid, and it just eats away at it. Um, and you hear a voice in the darkness. He says, the chains are nothing re- more than a reminder. They aren't really meant to keep us here. I'm going to lean in close as I rip the other end of the chain. I'm going to be like, there's something to choke a guy with. And you hear it again. <laughs> when the blood starts flowing, I want him with me. I'm... And then you hear... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, I I hate to interrupt this, but I'm confused on what here is. No one's really answered this yet. And you hear this sort of squeakier voice go, or maybe scratcher go, Ulanga. I beg pardon. Try that again. (laughs) Ulanga. And for a moment, Alduin, you're you're hearing like a weird dialect of draconic, Hmm. and uh, another one of the strangers speaks up and says. Don't mind that one. Only seems to be able to say his name. And where we are is the. What link? I'll. Sorry. Where we. Are... <laughs> <laughs> Otara, do you remember when we did the intro for one of our episodes and we were talking about pet peeves? <laughs> Wait, we never did those. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> he says, Don't mind that one. He seems to only really be able to say his own name. Where we are is the Isle of Forgotten Whores, by my estimate. And you can kind of feel the environment. It's humid. You feel, you hear flies buzzing around. It's, it's hot, arid, and dry. Or not dry. It's it's very humid, but it's very hot. Um, the sand beneath you is slightly cool in this shaded room, as opposed to the general feeling of heat trapped in this small enclosure. So what you're telling me is there's a bunch of whores up here that somebody needs to unforget. I think my very large and strong friend, he's saying that we are in a place that we cannot escape from even if we wanted to. Is that right, sir? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, probably. Then we should kill as many as we can until we die. Uh, well, let's... Let's see if there's another way off this blasted rock. Uh... Where is that? Where is that piece of bone? Go ahead and give me a slide of hand check. Ooh. See if you can't unlock it. Mm. Are we in like a cell? Zarya starts feeling vision? around to see if she can tell 
the surroundings. Okay, roll a roll an investigation. At disadvantage, I'm guessing. No, you're using your sense of feel. I'll give it to you. Okay. Normal. What'd you get? Four, uh, Fourteen. West? Fourteen. Okay, easy enough. You, you. Uh, push it in and really it feels like just the force alone makes it pop. There's probably not too unique of a key for this. 18. You feel around, you take a couple minutes and you feel this is a perfectly square room with uh, four walls uh, made of some stacked brick of some sort. Um, is one of those bodies next to me clad in clothing? One of the dead ones. Yeah, yeah, sure. I will stand up, I'll brush myself off, and I'll say, well, then, I guess we need a little light in here, and I'll cast Firebolt, and I will create a light source in the room. <laughs> okay, okay. So, illuminating this room, you see a couple bodies, uh, most of them decayed beyond recognition uh, to the point of just bone. They look to have been here a long time. In addition to the player characters, you also see a full-blooded orc, um, who is really beefy, sort of, uh, hunched over back. You see a knight, uh, clad in heavy armor, uh, no shield or sword, of course, with him, um, but he's covered in dried blood, and his hair is disheveled, and he looks like he hasn't slept. Um, you also see somebody who looks mildly similar to you, but much more lizard-like features. A small, hunched-over, green-scaled creature with white uh, bone that uh, juts out and spikes like a spine that goes all the way down to the tip of his tail, standing about five feet tall. Oh, you're talking about me? It looks like a dragonborn. Would any of us be familiar with the race? Why don't you guys, anybody who wants to can roll history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That depends. You, uh, you can roll history on the uh, creature. You can roll history on the armor. Um, and maybe even on some of the uh, tattoos or markings of the orc. I've never seen um, that creature in my life. Natural one. Yeah, I would do a, uh, You're blind forever. <laughs> I'm to check on the orc. Daredevil. Okay, check on the orc, yeah. You know what? I'll give you advantage on this one since you are an orc. And in fact, since you are uh, draconic, I'll go ahead and retroactively give you advantage. Oh, dude, you're the best. Well. Here's looking at you, What about kid. someone who's probably very well traveled getting advantage? I believe I read in your backstory a fear of water. Yeah, okay. They're only out here. Uh, 24. Yeah. 24. <laughs> Mine, um... Very good. Mine is modified to a 17, but then I looked at it again. And I was like, oh, oh, that's a nat 20. You have a minus three in it. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, with a natural 20, erect uh, uh, 17, uh, or I guess flaccid 17. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> with a natural 20 that's modified to a 17, you would know, based on his uh, markings that this is a full-blooded orc from deep up in the northern frontier, uh, orc territory. Um, he is from the Bone Chewer clan, probably the largest clan of orcs, uh, constantly battling with dwarves and known for the cannibalism. 
Uh, you can actually tell this due to his teeth that look to be uh, filed uh, to sort of turn razor sharp. Oh yeah, I know um, this guy. He's from the uh, he's from the the bone chewer clan. <laughs> and uh, he grins this wry, sharp smile, and he says. Not anymore. Now I'm going to be champion of the arena. That's slightly disconcerting to hear. You care more about some arena than getting out of here? Uh, the knight speaks up and he says, The arena is, uh, is the only way I think we could get out of here, but... And he turns to the orc and he says, Not by your methods, heart eater. Um, uh. Rue is gonna say exactly, and I have wings. And you said that there's the door was popped open at this point. No, you're sealed in this room. I thought you said that you, it didn't need a lock; it just kind of popped open. That was for my bracers. That was. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant like the door. Mm-mm. No, there's no door in here. The only light is from the fire below. It seems very compact and sealed in. Well, um, s- sorry. Alduin, uh, with your 24, uh, you recognize this to be a lizard folk. Uh, very little is known about them. Um, they are native to the Isle of Forgotten Horrors, mm. which probably gives you a sense of the idea. But you also, with that uh, history role, sort of piece together that Ulanga, what he is, uh, the draconic dialect he is sort of speaking, probably means something along the lines of bloodthirst or blood vengeance. Hmm. Well, it sounds like we have a couple plans for escape. Do you want to share? Plans for escape? Oh, dear God, no. Uh, not yet, anyway. I'll... I mean, this knight in the implied him and the orc both had different ideas. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I would like to very much hear those. Uh, yeah, uh, we haven't really been here long, but both me, the heart eater, and Ulango over there, we we were in a, around before this, but something 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 went wrong and, and we we had to start over with some new additions and you hear like this loud exhale of, of frustration from heart eaters. He's like, <laughs> it's like you or the one that didn't play by the rules and the knight turns to him and says, Don't start. What rules... Are, anyway. What rules are you referring to there, my friend? This... We're going to be put in an arena. We're, we're part of some sort of game or sacrifice. I, I don't really know, but... There's a witch. The copper-headed witch who... Watches from above and speaks in... Tongues... I don't know what rules, but I tried to tried to just attack her directly, and things things didn't go our way. And you hear this low chuckle, just <laughs> how so? I mean, killing the captor sounds like the best plan. The captor dominated his mind, made him kill the man he swore to protect himself. Bloody. Stabbing over and over and over again. And the knight just, like, starts shaking in anger. He's like, shut up! Can I roll a medicine check on myself to see 
like the state of like of my body you said that we all felt like groggy yeah. if I could try to figure out what that might be or why yeah go ahead uh, immediately following his saying shut up I'm saying no no this is um this is stuff we gotta know we're gonna we're gonna take her down well what'd you get uh Rue 14 um you feel drowsy but you feel okay you feel like you definitely were probably drugged in some capacity this is the you recognize the kind of grogginess from sedatives um and you get the, get a sense that's how you ended up here okay um the strange lizard-like creature um stares at you with yellow eyes and he says Ulanga. and uh the knight says yeah you're right you're right uh, i tried to throw javelin at her though this door's gonna open up soon though it'll lead us into an area with our weapons and the pitmaster i uh in theory we could try to attack the pitmaster but i have a feeling we'll just be trapped in that room as well uh and then we're brought out into some arena. There's weird sigils uh, in the dirt and bones as well as statues and strange divots in the ground. Uh, I, I couldn't really make, make heads or tails of it. But I was with... Uh, I was with somebody I swore an oath to, Lord Earl Teswick, and I... Lord Teswick has had a craving for adventure and we found ourselves here and I swore of course to protect him like I always have and when I threw that javelin at the snake witch she looked at me and I lost my mind I, I, I did I heard her whisper into my mind and I did everything she said I couldn't stop myself I didn't even have a I didn't even have a raindrops chance in the, in the ocean well, here's my thought, and I may be just a soldier, but, uh, we should do at least one fight as though we really want to be here. Should prove that that scared you into, uh, into submission. Zarya claps the knight's shoulder and is like, well, welcome on your newfound freedom. Did you say you were drawn here, or did you say, were you... Did you find yourself here, like us? I actually... I sailed here with, uh... Lord Teswick, uh... He wanted to... Explore the uncharted wilds of, uh... Our forgotten horrors, and... We fell into a trap, were ensnared, and... Then we were unconscious. The orc speaks up and he says, I was in... The North... I wasn't even near here. They plucked me from where I was. Plucked me because I am the best and the strongest. <laughs> so, in a way, it seems like we've all been chosen. For one reason or another. Mm. And, uh... Go ahead. Mm. And maybe a working theory we can go with, but that doesn't help us get out of here. I guess I'm just trying to figure out why first. 
while we have while we're stuck here. Might as well. It might help us in the future. The why could be the answer to how to get out. You are right. But unfortunately, we have limited information. Such as we have a knight without his regent. We have an orc without his blood pact. It looks like we've got us. We could just be fill-ins, or maybe we were next on the list, but even still, how do you gain that information without even knowing why? Oolanga. <clears throat> and the knight says, yeah, don't forget the lizard. I would yeah, not the forget the wizard. Yeah, the lizard can't even speak. No, oh, the lizard. Oolanga. He's speaking a form of draconic. An ancient form of draconic at that, but... Uh, I'll see if I can communicate with him. I'm going to go and sit sit across from him. And uh, okay. in draconic, I will say... Is that all you can say, Oolanga? He looks at you, says Oolanga, but shakes his head no. And I'll say in draconic... Do you choose not to say anything else? Nods his head, yes. But you understand me? Nods his head again. Ulanga. Do you wish freedom, my friend? Shakes his head. I'll nod and I'll pat him on the shoulder as I stand up and I'll say, Well, that's that then. And at this very moment, a rumbling appears on one of the far walls. I will extinguish the fire immediately. <laughs> you extinguish it as the newfound darkness slowly is erased by this light that is peering in. First, a thin sliver and grows and grows as one of the walls sinks into the sand beneath him. <laughs> I'm going to run front and center towards that door. And just kind of like and you find your with my chain in my hand. Just eager. <laughs> like. You find yourself face to face with a green-eyed human? Uh, humanoid skin up until about the base of his chin where it turns to snake-like scales that work his way down to his open chest. He's got a vest made of this dark leather and a uh, whip in his hand and then a strange cluster of snake heads that seem to be writhing and moving on their own accord as his other hand. And he sits like staring at you with this like red war paint that goes down uh, vertically across his nose before going horizontally where, like, a mustache would be. I'm gonna s stand to the side of his path, respectfully, at, like, dead, bored straight, upright attention. <laughs> he eyes you up, and he says in common, very broken common, he says, Come with me. Right away, sure. And he turns and s starts walking. This humanoid snake-like creature looks at you, all of you, peering through this enclosed room and says, in very broken common, Come with me. And Cranky say, right away, sure. And, uh, like, 
fall into formation behind him and march very militaristically, slapping his chain on every fourth beat. Like, hut, hut, slap, hut, right, hut. <laughs> <laughs> the, the orc uh, heart eater is like, teacher's pet. Yeah, Zarya kind of lifted her eyebrow at the guy when he came in and glared at him, leaning against the wall, and then probably drags her way, rolling her eyes at this guy doing his hut hutting. Uh, I'm going to turn to the heart eater. And I'm going to say, fuck you, I'm not a teacher's pet, I do this because I like it. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, one, two. <laughs> okay. I want to... He just sort of... <clears throat> I'm going to uh, turn to Zarya, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the... I'm just going to kind of saunter towards him. <laughs> following near the back. Um, yeah, Zarya follows I would, at the back. Dang it, I want to I would say back. also... Uh, <laughs> I would say also at this point... Uh, Alduin. Am I saying that yeah, right? Yeah, Alduin. Yeah, Alduin. Either one. Alduin. 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 At this point, Alduin, you look back and you see the sort of lizard uh, man on his knees as he's sort of tracing with his sharpened claw this sort of half circle around him and a line through it. And then he says, Oolanga. Bows his head. And then steps up. You can roll a religion roll yeah, if you like. I'd like to do that. Uh, this guy had light. Like, uh, it is light. Okay. It is light. You can now see daylight coming through uh, the entryway where you're uh, 19. Okay. With a 19, you sort of see this and you're piecing together in your sort of history of rudimentary draconic races um, that this creature has taken a blood pact that likely is why he is choosing to only speak one word so he is out for some sort of vengeance hmm all right you guys are led into this sort of wider room very similar to the one you were in except for uh two discerning things number one your weapons and equipment are available in the center of this room. Number two, at the opposite side of this room, there is a portcullis of rusted metal bars that are punctured into the sand, and you can peer through and see this wide-open arena, and actually, at this point, you start to hear the murmurings and chatter of a large crowd. Zarya immediately walks to her great sword and pulls it from the rest and just kind of inspects it, make sure it's still in good condition immaculate condition. I would like to dash and grab my shit and try to fly away. <laughs> Where are you flying to? Shit. Is there sky? Do I see sky? No, you're in an enclosed uh, Oh, okay. Position. And then I guess I won't, because there's, if there's... I would then, I, I guess I would try to seek out any holes, windows, anything. It. Go ahead and roll a perception. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. A five. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I think I think at this point, Rue, you're probably feeling like a bird in a cage, like really cramped, really uncomfortable. Exactly. And you're just kind of claustrophobic <laughs> about all of this, and, and it's hard to sort of get a read on your situation. Okay. <clears throat> I also want to turn towards the jailer and look down at my chain that's dragging behind me and say, "Going to take this off." He looks at you and then bends down and takes out this 
rudimentary key and unlocks it. Throws it aside. Um, and probably, I probably should have said this since the other NPCs didn't break off their chain, but he unlocked them and whatever. I'll uh, grab my belt. I would have Oh, go ahead. <laughs> You're gonna I, I would have refused my unlocking because I've already ripped the chain off and I don't care about a foot <laughs> cuff on my ankle. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna grab my belt and tie it around and I'll uh, start walking away from the table and uh, I'll just hold out my hand and my staff will come to me and I'll start walking with it and I'll walk over to the portcullist and I will uh, take a look out. What do I see? Ooh, roll a perceptione. So my passive is a cool trick, but buddy. I will, I will take a look here. Your passage is a seventeen. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's that's investigation. Let me roll a perception there. Oof. No. My no. I'm blind. Oh, no. I can't see. What'd you get? I got two. <laughs> okay. So approach, uh, approaching these this portcullis, you're just blinded by just oppressive sunlight and like the humidity, the stench, the noise. It's all this stimulus overload, and you especially from going from a very enclosed uh, claustrophobic space and you just find yourself overwhelmed you take a couple of steps back and you can see that the others uh, are getting their stuff as well um, the lizard Ulanga is picking up a spear the orc a great axe mm -hmm. uh, a shield and a sword from the uh, the knight and the pitmaster stands between where you were and where you are now and just nods and the portcullis begins to raise sorry it does a couple final like rolling her muscles to get ready for what she <clears throat> tells combat coming oh dear this this is not gonna be pleasant and I'm going to uh, just take my hand which turns like a uh, vibrantly like ethereal red and I'll slap my chest and cast mage armor and this ethereal red flaming armor almost looks like a, a very Japanese style like samurai armor very pointy is overlaid on top of my robes but you can still see through it and see my robes type thing um, and it's just uh, yeah I'll cast mage armor I like that I like that a lot one more thought comes to Zarya and she turns to the heart eater and is like we fighting each other or something else <laughs> Not each other. Not yet. We're fighting something bigger. The first time I played, we fought water itself. So we need to try to work together. What are your guys' strengths? My strength is survival. And I'm gonna be the last one standing. Fuck that. <laughs> the knight says, No, she, she has a point here. Uh, I could try and take more blows and, and protect some some of the weaker ones. That lizard's good with a spear. I saw him use it, he'll, he'll, but he's gonna go out there and he ain't gonna be able to. <laughs> he ain't gonna be able to control himself. So, Heart Eater, you and me got point, and I'm gonna start slamming my hammer into the ground, but then pole vaulting my body over it and doing a front flip off each time. Okay. So like start covering Don't worry, I'll way. be up there too. He says, he grins and just gives you a nod. And you guys ready? 
I am. As I, ready as I'll ever be. I look towards uh, Root. What weapons do you have? I'm a spellcaster, but I have this if I need it, and I'll show you my scimitar. Sing. Sing. You guys take your first steps out into the sandy floor of this arena. And as you step out, a crowd erupts in a wave of enthusiasm. And to your horror, it's filled with humans deformed with various snake-like features. They all sing this low hiss that vibrates the arena floor. This like, hmm, hmm. Can we tell anything from it? Like, religious? Or... Yeah. Can we do a religious or a... Roll a roll religious uh, uh, checks. I think what I'm actually looking for is the... Nine. Snaky queen lady oh. as described above. Oh, you'll see her soon enough. Okay. You said this is the audience? 17. Mm. No. On the die with the a plus zero. The audience is not. Nice. 17 on the die. Nice. Yeah. The audience is not populated on roll 20 because I didn't want to. Okay. I just want to make sure you said the audience was the snake uh, bull. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. Sorry. The audience have snake-like features. So. Sorry. Zarya, what'd you get? 17. Though, I, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of basis for knowing something about these people. I would say it definitely feels religious, fanatic, or occultist in nature, though you can't discern. In front of you is a complex gold balcony 50 feet up, ornately designed with hieroglyphs of snakes and reptilian followers. Atop the platform, you notice two monstrous hulking snake men which step forward on each side of what turns, to, turns out to be a paralyzing sight, a mountain of skulls ten feet high that seem to be flattened out at the top. Sliding forward behind them, a beautiful woman with a veil over her face and copper scales that run down her exposed sides and dozens of medallions and linked crystals dripping around her neck. Her lower body turns from human to grotesquely long snake tail as she slithers up this pile of skulls, wrapping her body around itself. Sir Roosevelt turns to you on whispers. The copper-headed witch. Which one? You guys step out and... <laughs> Which one? Uh, uh that one. The... I... The... Never mind. That's yeah. It's funny because Copperhead is a snake, but I just I didn't think of a snake at all when you first said it. I was literally like copper and head, and I like didn't make it that seriously. But that makes sense. It, that's funny because I couldn't remember yeah. what she was called, but I remembered that it was a snaky ass fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> so I said this yeah. the snake queen lady. Mm -hmm. I mean that's fair. Okay, uh, you guys uh, are on the map. Go ahead and arrange yourselves up to. What up a, to the base. What about a description of the battlefield area? Like, is ah, it just yes. open okay. earth? No pillars? or? It is open. It is very Roman Colosseum-esque. However, it is in a sort of uh, cylindrical uh, shape. It is these sand or sand-colored bricks make up tall, tall walls, probably 15 feet high. Uh, that surround 
the barrier of the arena and there are rows and rows of people, uh, these snake-like people packed into these shaded seating areas. There are two huge statues representing some sort of snake-like deity um, on either side, on, on the west and east side, where on the north side is that golden balcony where the snake queen sits. On the floor of the arena itself, there is this strange sun symbol that has grooves that go over pretty much every inch or two of this arena that feed, seem to feed into the center of this uh, sun-like sigil. Hmm. Uh, the statues are within inside the arena. You said there's a barrier? Is that something that keeps us from getting to where the crowd is? Yes, all around there's there's a uh, 15 foot barrier. The uh, and then above that is the golden uh, platform, which sits the witch. Go ahead and arrange your guys's uh, tokens within 20 feet of the entrance. Uh, yeah, on pretty much either side. We're all grouped up here nicely. Formation. <laughs> Hopefully nothing with an AE comes out. <laughs> I have enough time to move 20 feet and... No, actually pretty quickly after you guys move in, the Snake Queen throws her hands up. What languages do you guys speak? Common and Orc. <clears throat> Deep Speech, Goblin, and Primordial. Celestial oh and Draconic. Sure. Eric... Oh my god, why did I choose that? Eric Eric Kokra. Kokra. Um it says Oran. I don't, I don't know what that is. Common intruitic. That's Oran is the language of air elemental. Ah. However, none of you recognize this dialect she's speaking in as she, it's this guttural, unholy grunts and noises of and she throws her hands up and you see her tighten her fist and two gates that are on uh, the northwest and northeast side of the arena open up but only one creature comes out of it this well you guys are familiar with what a is that a bullet? centaur is Correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine a centaur, but instead of human deer, it's human scorpion. Ugh. This long, armored, thick-tailed scorpion with a humanoid body wielding this great sword comes forward, scattering forwards, and looks at you with this rage, and it has this collar around its neck with a broken chain. Roll initiative. Oh, yeah, you... Oh, I already rolled. It's too late. I need to remember to roll initiative on the D&D Beyond so it puts it in for you. Oh, it's all good. I have to enter so many fucking... I roll everything all so that it puts it in for me. I don't roll I know, anything. I just like rolling my dice so much. That's true. To feel yeah. the clicky clacks in my hand. Yeah. The Actual use of my horde. Nice. Yep. And it also, like, it's... it's it only loads in when I have the encounter tracker open already, which I did not. Well, I can well, re-roll my initiative. I have no problem doing that. <laughs> nope, nope, Shit. nope, 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 nope. <laughs> nice try, guys. I don't want to re-roll. Uh, 
Yeah, mine wasn't so great either. Just kidding. We're already re-rolling because we're it's re-roll. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Why do you sound like a car? <laughs> <laughs> all the things, all the things to remember. Why did I put in so many fucking NPCs? Because we need to kill things. You mean one? One? I put in three. <laughs> Can, how big is this creature? Is oh, it yeah, I guess large? It is a large creature. Okay. I expect um, that you named every single one of the people in the audience. Uh, spectral <laughs> banishment is what I'm going to do, and it's going to be banished to a new plane. <laughs> um, Zarya, what's your initiative? Uh, eight. No, nine. Nine. <laughs> okay. Rue? Seventeen. Nice. Alduin? Five. Yeah. Cranky? Fourteen. Okay. All right. So we begin. Rue, it is your turn. You see this horrific creature. What would you like to do? Uh, it always feels good to roll high, but I don't even know if I want to go first. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll, we'll start with a guiding bolt. Um, okay. Roll to hit. Twenty-two. That is a hit. Cool. That was definitely a hit. Yee. Okay, 46. I got eight. Wait. Eight. Okay. Is that impossible? Wait. I don't know. That's probably right. That's what I said, so. 4d6? Yeah, that doesn't seem right. What did I just. How much did you roll? Did you roll really low? I must have. I, uh, just, just do eight, because I said that. Okay. And I already took, picked up the dice, so. Eight damage, but the important part is this creature does have, uh, Next hit is, is now glowing with this magical light that uh, will help guide the strikes of your allies. At that point, out of the mouth of these statues comes crawling swarms of scorpions. Mm. You guys didn't think it was going to be that easy, do you? No. Good. And looks like there are two swarms. One can get to Rue and one can get to uh, Ulanga. Does a 15 hit you, Rue? Yes. Ooh. You're at the mercy of some D4s here. Okay. Ooh, I rolled pretty good too. Twelve piercing damage as Are you these me? scorpions start crawling Whoa. all over you and stinging Things. you everywhere. I rolled really good. Yeah, on you did. Force. The other one is going to attack Ulong and hit as this lizard folk is getting overwhelmed with these small scorpions. And he is going to take eight points of damage. 
All right. Cranky, it is your turn. All right. Um, there's not a whole lot I can do here. But, if I may, I'm going to move my... Yeah, my 30 feet. I'm going to dash, and if I may, I'm going to take a reposting stance in front of the queen here. Interesting. And drop to one knee, plunge my hammer into the dirt, and I'm going to say, For your honor, my queen, I shall slay this beast. And she turns to you, sort of slithering her eyes, rapidly looking over you, quizzically, and in a very broken common, she says, Then fight. All right. It is now this great monstrosity's turn. Oh, good. It's a great band. Let's see. I love that that band. band. Does have a decent amount of speed. I don't think he has enough. Ooh. But there is prey very yeah, close to him. Cranky getting way out of all our range here. Ugh. This monster is going to impose itself mm. between Cranky and the rest. And let's see. It's going to take its long sword. I think I said it was a great sword before, but it's actually long sword. And it is going to slash at you for its first attack. Ooh, okay. 11. Uh. All right, so it it scatters along just sort of eight legs rapidly moving, kicking up sand, comes by and sweeps a slash at you. And you just easily sort of tilt your head to the side as it moves, uh, uh, misses rather. But it comes back around and shoots its stinger at you. I'm gonna use a green dice since it's poison. Ooh. Ooh. Natural fucking 20. Oh my God, why why are they so strong? Well, (laughs) goodbye. Oh no, okay. Not a named creature, believe it or not. Uh-huh. Good. Should have named it. <laughs> uh, boy. Boy. First off, <laughs> go ahead and give me a constitution save and tell me your total health. <laughs> Goodbye. Just cause just I'm just curious. Just, uh, just wondering, man. Health will be forty-five. Oh. My constitution save will be 22. Okay, well, the good news is you are not poisoned, but you will still be taking a bit of poison damage. I just really need to get my dice going. This is a crit, so double the amount of dice. Unfortunately, there's a significant amount of d6s involved. Unfortunately, we have a significant (laughs) lack of healers in the party. (laughs) Okay, not a, not not bad for you on the first go around, but I got another. Ooh, what'd you say your total health was? Forty-five. Okay. Ooh. You can one-shot me. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> oh, I got uh, uh, thirty-six points of damage. Jesus. All right. <laughs> so you guys see the stinger. You definitely maneuver out of the way of the first sword slash, and but as you move and you sort of get a little cocky, you th- 
turn right into the stinger and it takes you from the abdomen and you can feel it penetrate your stomach about four inches and you feel it trying to like it pulses out this little poison that spreads through your rib cage but as it removes it you just sort of like you stand tall and just sort of spit out blood that has this greenish viscosity to it you're alive yeah that's gross it is now Ulanga's turn. Ulanga is going to focus on the um, danger at hand, and he is going to attack. He pulls out. He has his spear, and then he. So he. Ooh. Hits with the spear, and then he goes and, like, just bites a handful of the sand, and hits with that, too, with a natural 18 and a natural 19. Here to go. Ulanga. Oolanga. Yeah. Oolanga. Doing Oolanga. a total of nine points of damage. Alright. Zarya, it is your turn. Um you're looking pretty hurt out there. Uh Cranky. <laughs> I am. But I'm behind a big thing also. I'm going to move forward and I'm gonna reach out towards the creature. And it comes out in deep speech, but I say, you're dead to it, and cast Hex. Oh. And it's okay. it's glittering with Guiding Bolt, so you just remember. And then I am going to blow my action surge to get into melee. Okay, good use of the action. Honestly, great use of the action surge right here. Because this thing's going to fuck you up, Brennan. <laughs> and can, it, can we flank, or is it too big for that? Bit too big for that. Okay. Um, I'm also going to use a superiority die to nice. do a menacing attack. Okay. Oh, I guess I can wait Ge to see if I hit first. Yes. Okay. You're playing fighter, I'm gonna right? Cast, I'm casting booming blade on my uh, weapon as I bring it out in front of me. Is that a bonus action? It's an action that lets me still make a melee attack. Okay, cool. Sick. You I get do advantage. have advantage from okay. the guiding bolt. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is a 24 to hit. Miss. Oh, wait, no. Oh, I don't have my weapon equipped. Wait, one second. You were joking about the miss, right? I was joking about the miss. I was, I was trying to get say, um, <laughs> I'm going to... So, 30 AC. I'm sorry. Yeah, first, I'm going to roll the weapon myself. damage. <laughs> So, weapon damage is 8 plus 2, so 10 for the weapon damage. And then okay. my hex does 1d6. That's cocked. 1 for the hex. And then my superiority die that I'm going to use. I need it to make a wisdom saving throw, and then I also roll the superiority die for damage. 17. So it succeeds. Bummer. Um, but five more damage. Rolling rocks. Five more damage. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. That's my turn. All right. It is now Heart Eater's turn. Heart Eater, being an orc, can take a bonus action to move up to 30 feet towards a target. And he is going to do so. It's a good bonus action. 
Yeah, orcs are orcs, orcs are, are vicious. Orcs are fantastic. <laughs> Heart Eater's gonna get right up next to you, uh, Zarya, and he is going to lay a, a great axe attack. I'll use my green again. Ooh. Ugh. And he brings it down and it cleaves into the armor, but he pulls it back and it just doesn't penetrate it. And he's like, fuck. Alduin, it is your turn. Uh, Alduin will move up. Oops. 25, 30. <clears throat> and he'll, uh, and he'll cry out in a, uh, very, uh, I, I, Celestial, so maybe not known to anybody here, but it would it would say, uh, "By the goddess, your body shall burn." And I will cast, um, Agonazar's Scorcher. Uh, now that Agonazar's Agonazar Scorcher. Okay. Um, now that <laughs> is going to cast a thirty foot by five foot straight beam of molten sun. Wow. And we are going to measure that now. So it's going to go... Oops, that's not measuring. There we go. I want to cast it right across the bow. Okay, perfect. Right across the ass. Right across the ass. Right across the ass. So, Is this a spell attack or is it a spell save? It is a save. You are to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. It's green again. Fifteen meets. <laughs> so you'll it. take uh, half of thirteen, which is uh, eight rounded up, right? Seven. Or no, no, God no. That's six, seven. Seven rounded up. Rounded thank up. you. Seven so you take seven. And what type of damage is this? Fire damage. Uh, it is a persistent spell, so it will have a. It will be on fire for the next progressive rounds. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, so each creature in the line must make a dexterity saving throw. 3d8 fire damage on half save. It's half as much. Um, but yeah, it's just in a line of fire. And uh, as as it casts, it casts from the end of the staff. So he'll, he'll, uh, he'll say his words and he'll hit the staff into the ground. And from where it hits in the ground, this erupting just looks like wall of just... If you were to look at the sun, it's the same thing. Just rolling energy of fire comes out of the ground and starts rolling towards him, uh, the enemy 30 feet away. Okay. And it ripples over his side and you can see it burning parts of his hardened carapace. Alright. Sorry, it just kind of moves her cloak to the side so it doesn't get caught <laughs> in it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear. It is Roosevelt uh well, I, I don't think you guys actually knew his name, but it's the knight's turn. He's going to run up beside you, Rue, and he's going to be like, we have to stick together. And he is going to make two attacks with his longsword at the swarm in front of you. Both of them hit, sure enough. Wow. Look my NPCs doing work. So 11 damage as he just sort of slashes away at these scorpions that are all over the ground, raking his blade across the sand. Uh, all right. Rue, it is now your turn. Top of round two. Okay. So I 
I have a question. Um, so as an action, I can take wild shape, but then it says as a bonus action, do I have to, to assume a form? Or does it happen all at once? Because uh, it says for one of my starry forms, because I'm circle of stars, it says one bonus action on the thing I would like to take. But it says, as an action, you can magically assume the shape of a beast, which is my beast form, is starry form. So, I think since, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, since you're doing your starry form, it's a bonus action. But if it was just the beast, it would have been. But let me see really quick. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bonus action to use your starry form. So in entirety. Like, as my wild shape, as starry form, that whole thing. No, if thing. you're changing... Or I'm changing and then doing my bonus action. If you're changing into the starry form, it's a bonus action. Into an animal, it's an action. I... I guess so what i It just I'm, depends on what shape you take. That's... Yeah, I want to take the starry form. So you okay, still have so your bonus action. action. Okay, I, that's what I wanted. I just want to make sure... Okay. Okay. And then I wanted to cast resistance... Um, on myself for poison, like Resistance or like or like poison. saving throw of it of my choice. Yeah, okay. so you get a D four uh, to add to a saving throw of your choice. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And then I will assume my starry form. So what happens is I, um, my form sheds a bright light in a ten foot radius and a dim light an additional ten feet. Um, this form lasts for 10 minutes, and um, a cons archer constellation glimmers on my body, and um, I can make a random spell attack, which I don't think I could do right this second. You actually can. It says on activation and as a bonus action. Okay. Um, thank you for being on that. I want to hurl a luminous arrow. Um, within you will 60 have to feet. do so with. You will have to. Are you doing it at the swarm? No, I'm doing it at the bigger creature. Big guy. Okay. I'm pretty Great. sure with any with advantage because my guiding it doesn't matter what her target is if it, she's in melee with it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Since you are in melee with the swarm, it will be disadvantage. But what about my advantage that I have with the guiding bolt? I used that because I attacked it first. Does that go away after? Yeah, it's on the next hit, I believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I thought that would stay, but I guess that's a little overpowered if it were to her. So the, yeah, the next attack rule made against it. Um, I guess I'll throw it at you, the swarm. You then, if I don't take it, it'll be disadvantage. Either way, no, it'll be disadvantage. I mean, you could try to move way. away, but the swarm will get an attack at you. Yeah, that's and then true. you wouldn't have disadvantage. I tell you what. Go ahead, you can move away. I will. I don't really see the concept of a swarm getting an attack of opportunity. It's more like an overwhelming thing, so... I'll say it doesn't get an attack what of opportunity. What if I fly up so it just can't reach, and then I... Well, that'd be too many things. I can't really do all the things. Um, I mean, you could fly just as a movement action, because you're... Okay, you're I'll fly... Um, how tall... Normally, that would take a attack of opportunity, but like I yeah. said, the swarm's not going to get one. How tall is this large creature seem to be? Uh, about 15 feet tall. No, about 10 feet tall. About 10 feet tall. Okay, then I'll probably go up, like, 15 or 
maybe 20 feet up. Okay. Okay. Roll to hit. 13. That, unfortunately, is a miss. <laughs> Your starry arrow shoots, and it just barely evades, not even paying attention, um, but tangled in combat, moving erratically. Damn it. Okay. All right. The swarm of insects goes to attack the knight. Natural 20. Holy shit. Oh, uh, loaded dice. I don't know what's wrong with loaded me. Loaded dice. As well. No, my loaded dice Call are in the it. other bag. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, holy shit. Uh, that's really good. Or no, I'm sorry. Okay. So, because the swarm seems to be hurt and much smaller amounts due to the attack from the knight, uh, it's not going to do as much damage. So, even with the crit, it is only eight damage. Okay. Would have been a lot worse had it not been so injured. The other one, however, is going to attack or Ulanga and hit. And do nine damage to oh. the to Ulanga. <clears throat> and you can see Ulanga's looking pretty hurt, covered in blood, and just like dripping out of a hundred puncture wounds from these small scorpions crawling all, all over him. Now, Cranky, it is your turn. Go ahead and roll a perception for me. Yeah. Um, in fact, you might have me roll two perceptions because I was just going to ask if I could turn and wink at the, uh, the queen, but also give her as much of an eyeball pat down as I can, but I will roll your perception first. Give me a perception and an insight. Hey. And maybe a, uh, flirt check since you're, uh, yeah, eight, that's baby. It. <laughs> what that tail do. Hey, oh, babe, what that tail do? Uh, How you on doing? The perception. <laughs> How you doing? Damn, girl. Very focused. You shit on... with that ass? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> Even better. Jesus Christ. Even better. This Oh, man. That's <laughs> a five oh, on his wow. so I get, I get nothing. Uh. This is the kind of quality content you get when you pay for our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Dude, I'm so glad I spent five dollars a month to get this. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure my sister's our only Patreon, so Brittany, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brittany, you're welcome. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you get for insight? That was a five. I got okay, literally yeah. nothing. I got sand in my eyeball. I mean, I would say... And I winked with the other You were one. just gored by a stinger. Yeah. <laughs> you're... you're. If my math is correct, you have, like, seven health. I think you... You're sort of teetering here. Um, I don't know, man. However, it is your turn. That's true. Always teetering. Um, circling the drain. <laughs> I'm going to... One of my favorite songs. As a bonus action, enter a rage. Oh, there you go. As a movement action... I'm going to run up to the front of this thing as a regular action. I'm going to throw my hammer over 
the shoulder of the human part. I'm going to swing on that hammer underneath this thing's belly and attempt to grapple it where I'm sort of out of range of its stinger and sort of pulling its human portion down to an uncomfortable angle. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. That is what I would like to attempt All right. to do. Now you tell me how many steps I am from making it there when I fail. <laughs> well, actually, give me a strength check. You are raging, so you will have advantage. All right. Nice. This thing is pretty strong, but oh my god. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. It's very strong. What'd you roll, buddy? That'd be a 19. Oh, rolled, you rolled low. Yes. No, I, I, I rolled a natural 12. Oh, no. Good. Stop it. Are you using your blood dice? <laughs> no, I'm using you need this green to dice. Stop. We, That's we the need problem. intervention. <laughs> I don't know. You guys stole my blood dice some, at a like, campaign. No, Viper ago. stole your. The cat stole your poop color dice. dice or something. Poop color. We, <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need some intervention here. And a ratchet. So, unfortunately, you try and grapple him, and unfortunately, you wrestle for a while, and you feel like you get a good grip on it, but. The weight ratios are off. Most of its weight is in its scorpion body, and it just, like, almost throws you off, and you just stand there in the sand in front of it. Now, it is the Great Beast's turn. Hmm. However, a couple of damage sources happen, but Cranky is right in front of it. Cranky, you're going to take a long sword. I think that's fair. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll <laughs> this black dice. So that's ah, fair. Not the green ah. one. It's oh, okay. yeah, it's okay. Eleven. Ooh. To hit. Yep. No. Yay! Okay. So he brings his sword across, and you just like take up your maul, and you just like deflect. It. Not even deflect it. Just like meh, get like it's not even worth your time. Backhand it with my hammer. <laughs> exactly. But the tail. And you're looking at this at this point, um, Cranky, and at you, it's like your eyes are fixed on this tail, and it pulls back and goes to thrust and strike at Zarya. Come at me, snake fuck. <laughs> snake fuck? Come on, bro. Uh, this you is going to be a thrust? <laughs> it's going to be close. 23? To hit? Oh. Jesus yeah, Christ. That was really close. Uh, you, you just got me. close there. <laughs> well, uh, go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw. Do you have any resistances I should know about? Um, you immortal by chance. Just, just <laughs> I don't <maybe>. think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Give me that con throw. Uh. <laughs> Come on, baby. Ooh, I rolled fucking great. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> feeling, That's I'm a 14. Good. 14. Barely made it. Woo! Barely made. Nice. And I I don't want to tell you guys this, but I'm going to. This Failing this con save is bad. You don't say. Fa failing it by a lot is really bad. So you don't take, you aren't poisoned. And whatever else comes with that. That being said, you do take seven points of slashing and ooh, 19 points of poison oh damage. Oh my god. Are you serious? I am serious. And that's all one hit? 
all one hit. That's a 26. <clears throat> Call yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I can't. I guess I'll see if I get a natural 20. On what? I dropped my hex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, this this And you just stinger, see, like, it's... me go, oof. And I'm not looking great. <laughs> this monster's no fucking joke. This whole fight is... Ooh, I can see your health on D&D Beyond. You are not looking great. No. Ooh, no. All right. You're way too excited. Calm down. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Great Patreon longest. content. TPK. Great Patreon. <laughs> I mean, that First could TPK. probably make some really good content. TPK. <laughs> hey, check in for round two of the arena when we have a whole new cast and crew. <laughs> cast and crew? Cast and crew. Oddly, the characters are very similar to the ones that we just played with. Don't ask questions. We, we, we have yeah. Baria, Banky, <laughs> Boo, and Boolonga. All bees. Bo Turn bees at me. Blanduin. I'm throwing bees. <laughs> I'm Bob. Blanduin. Bob Kerr. All right. It is Ulanga's turn. Ulanga's at death's door as well. And Ulanga is going to try very hard, fighting tooth and nail with the swarm. Hits with both attacks. I just hear Yolanda. Like Yolanda, whenever you say the name. So, Ulanga, or Yolanda, however you pronounce it. Um, takes the butt of his spear and just starts smashing these scorpions and gets it to the point where there's maybe one or two left, but they just scatter. And he is going to bravely, bloodlusted, run up as far as he can get. Actually, pretty close to you, uh, Aldwin. All right. And Zarya, it is now your turn. Zarya, as the air comes out of her, kind of tears the cloak off her back and wraps it around where she just got wounded and does second wind. That's an action. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's two actions, actually? I'm sorry. It's you can't do that yet. And I got... It's a flavor action. 12 hit points back. Nice. Uh, that's a good second, one. Second wind is one of my favorite mm. abilities mm -hmm. in d, &D. Will you tell I, me I about it? I love fighters. I would love to. Second wind. Actually, Latara would love to since she's playing the fighter, and I'm not going to step on her moat. I mean, you just saw it. I healed myself as a bonus action with it. Okay, that's what it does. 1d10 per fighter okay. level. And then she kind of runs her weapon through the blood on herself and licks it off and licks at him to, again, try to be menacing. You just got a lot of sand in that, probably, too. She's trying yeah, to be right. menacing. Um, and I'm going to attack. Booming Blade again. Okay. 15 to hit? Wait, no. 14 to hit. F are you sure? 14, yeah, it's, not 15? It's 14. I was oh. looking at the range, Would have been a hit. hit. <laughs> However, that is a miss. Just... God, you pull... What, what are you using? I'm sorry, a blade? Greatsword. You pull your greatsword down, and it like almost even sparks on the in on the hide of this creature, and you feel that you were so close, yet so far away. It is now Heart Eater's turn, and he is going to again try to hit with his great axe. Natural 
one. No. Oh, come on. We need some natural 20s on our side. Yeah. yeah, what the hell's wrong with this? Kling, he hits his great axe into the side of this monster, and it sticks, and the monster shifts, and it pulls out of his hands, and he's like, oh! and he is now unarmed. Hey. Alduin, it is your turn. As as Alduin starts walking forward, uh, Alduin, uh, as Alduin starts walking forward, um, <clears throat> he starts this low chanting that's both draconic and celestial. And as he gets towards the beast, he flies out his arms and his robe starts flying as though in a, an ethereal wind and he brings his staff down to a thunderclap and a lightning bolt hits the top of his staff and as you can as you see the air around you ripple with the force of lightning somehow his his allies are not affected because my class says I can have, I can manipulate elemental attacks so I'm going to cast thunder wave on this guy I love that too that that uh scene of you pulling down the, the staff and the second it hitting the ground the lightning collecting and then this thunderous wave coming up but like sculpting around your friends like that's so awesome yeah, to me I thought, I thought it was a it's an interesting way to envelop a, a class feat that I haven't seen a lot of people play so it's good it's cool I like it <laughs> um, he needs to make a con save I'm gonna use Natural the spring dagger mm -mm. doing, doing, doing no, well no 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 do not do that uh, meter beat 15. Meter beat 15. I'll yes. tell you, I'm going to peek behind the screen here a little bit. Plus three constitution. 13. Woo! He gets pushed 15 feet back into that wall. Oh. I mean, that's great. Which would put him into the wall, so he will probably take some bludgeoning damage. He will also take 3d8. Oh, that's now, that 22 damage. Oh, Ooh. nice. And that is going to wow. be... Uh, uh, Finish him. Uh, no, it's not going to be... <laughs> Don't worry, we got this. Uh, it's going to be 22... Uh, I believe it's... I think it's bludgeoning damage. I'm trying to I read which I think it's thunder. Of, is it lightning damage? Maybe. Either way, he doesn't have resistances, so we'll... That's all right. Um, you do the damage. Uh, one thing I will say, unfortunately, that balcony on the map is actually 15 feet above. Oh, I thought uh, it was a wall. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately. That being said, you hit him with this force, and it just, like, his stinger and his arms go sort of midair as he's pushed back, and he just barely holds on to his footing, and he is looking pretty hurt. Roll a perception check. Okay, I, the last thing I'm going to do is I have 10 more feet of movement, so I'm going to go boop, boop, and then I'll roll a perception check. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. Oh, very. For uh, those listening, he stepped one, back. I took a step back. The 19 on the... Uh, 19. Okay. Um, you see this creature dripping blood, and you see Cranky and Zarya dripping blood. And just your inquisical sort of scholarly mind, you see the blood collecting in these divots and, and grooves in the sand, and they all seem to be feeding into this sun-shaped sigil at the center of the arena. Mm. All right. It is now the knight's turn. Rue, you have left the knight alone with this 
swarm after he said we should stick together. <laughs> and so he is going to fend for himself. I'm still here. I'm just a little bit further up. Ooh. He is being swarmed by these scorpions, and they're stinging in between his armor, crawling underneath his breastplate, and he's trying desperately to kill them, but he's slapping his armor with the hilt of his sword and to no effect. Rue, it is your turn. Oh, I don't like that. Um, I think what I would like to do is I would like to lower myself um, so fly down until I'm within five feet of these scorpions. Mm -hmm. um, but away, so I'm not within five feet of the uh, um, the knight. Okay. And then I would like to use my cantrip thunderclap, which is a burst of thunderous sound. <clears throat> um, and creatures within five feet must take a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 thunder damage. Nice. Eleven. Okay. So, d6 thunder damage. Nice. Channeling six. four today, apparently. Hell oh, yeah. Big six. Alright, this swarm is looking very scattered. Barely put together, but still alive. And, and wait, it is wait, that swarm. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. And then I also have my bonus action with the throat that, um, my starry form. Oh, okay. There you go. So, I would like to um, try to hit I don't know whether to go for the scorpions or the, uh... Tough decision. Tough decision. What's the range? Um, 60 That's feet, a good question. which I know it's in range. I can hit oh, both. Yeah. I just don't know which one to do. So, uh, I really don't want the knight to die because Save of me. <laughs> um, I think I'll hit the swarm. So I'll, I'll try to hit the swarm. Okay. And we, we could retroactively say you did that before flying down so you won't have disadvantage. Hey, there you go. Okay. Because I'm a nice guy. Because I'm a nice guy, see? And I've been rolling 20s like nobody's business. Yeah. yeah I should have named this fucking uh, beast so I could get my crit So you're saying I should have sure gotten you haven't with... been critting on those attacks? It feels like it. Huh? I said the, that a regular attack felt like a crit. That's true. I've been rolling really well. So you're saying that I should have... Um, gotten with gotten without uh, Pepe. So you would have disadvantage on any range attack if anybody is within five. Right. So I should have done it within reverse. five feet. Yeah, we can say that. That's totally okay. Fine. I'm just making sure I understand and make sure I do it. The mechanics. I do it in the future. Mechanics. Um, I got a ten. If I did, meter B. That is not enough, unfortunately. You shoot this spectral arrow, but it's so hard to pinpoint any part of this swarm at this point. I feel like I could p pinpoint any point because it's a swarm. But but it's very... That's not how that works. <laughs> okay. You feel like you can pinpoint any... Anyway. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Uh, okay. It is the swarm's turn. Stop! 
they swab they're going to try to finish off the night and i'm gonna tell you pretty much if i hit this night is dead. Oh, god damn it don't hit <clears throat> Miss. yay, yay! This knight begins to sort of pluck him out from his breastplate, and he's just, like, able to distance himself from the swarm. Cranky. Nine health. Staring this thing down. Closest enemy to this big monstrosity. What are you doing? I have nine health. Dope. I think so. <laughs> Dope! So it says on D&D Beyond. I'm going to reattempt what I just did. Oh. I am oh going gosh. to run and grapple this thing and try to incapacitated as human half while trying to taunt it to sting me with a stinger but it can't reach me okay roll a strength you should have advantage oh you probably got me this time probably got me maybe maybe uh does it nice 22 wait no does it 16 all right so you jump yeah. up and grab onto him and just squeeze tight on his human uh, form. And I'm sorry, what is? What are you trying to get out of this? You're trying to get... I'm trying to just, like, pull his human form down toward the ground and get myself underneath his scorpion body. Okay. In a, in a sense, to be able to not be targeted by his... Uh, by his stinger and attack. also kind of, like, occupy his human half. Okay. Cool. As best I can, anyway. I know. All right. My favorite part of initiative, it's this creature's turn. (laughs) It cannot hit you with its stinger, Cranky. It also is not going to move. That's grappled. um, Because, yeah, because it is grappled. Let me look up the grappled condition really quick. I think it has to break with a strength check, right? I think so. I think it can still attack. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It has to be attacking the one that it's grappled with. Oh. Uh, I think it has, uh, like... It can attack anything, but the others aren't in range. With... Well, yeah, but yeah. I think it incurs disadvantage if it doesn't attack anybody it's grappled with or something like that. So I don't know. Gr- I don't know. A, it can attack a anyone, creature... but they're incapacitated and can't move. Yeah, a grappled creature is incapacitated, can't move, uh... Or no, it's not incapacitated. It just can't move. Oh, it ends if the grappler's incapacitated. Got it. Yeah. Oh, So it essentially can't move, but I'm also saying because of Cranky, your um, clever thinking here, it is unable to hit you with its tail. And I'll say, like, I'll even roll for it. You see the tail, like, like landing on each side of the torso of this creature. Um, But unfortunately, it just can't get to you. However, his... (laughs) <laughs> longsword can, and he pulls his longsword and tries to stab at your midriff. Not the midriff. 21 to hit. Oof. Ah. Yeah, that's a hit. Alright, so this is, you are raging, and this is slashing damage, so you have resistance, so you're gonna take half damage. Yay! So, I, d- I think this is, we'll see. Mm. See if it does 40 damage really like well. last time. I rolled well, but it's its long sword attack, not its tail. Ten damage, half to five, because of your rage. <laughs> Holy shit. 
You right. are. <laughs> how much? How much health you got there, buddy? I get a. I get a I'm couple. I'm not dead yet. A couple. <laughs> not dead yet. I, got, I, got a I can off. see it on the sheet. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. <laughs> it's. It is Oolong's turn. You keep oh, saying. Oolong. You keep calling them Oolong, but it's, you said like. Oolanga. Oolanga. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Oolanga's turn. Oolanga can get up into combat, and he screams, Oolanga! That was kind of crunchy, and I fucked up my audio, so I'm going to try that again. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he charges forward and screams, Oolanga! And let's see. Let's see. I'm going to use my purple dice, my lucky die. Natural fucking 20. Yeah! Let's go! Yeah. Right. Longa's gonna get the name character. Time. Longa's gonna get Let's the see finishing one. See if he confirms. He he confirms. He gets a special crit hit. Wes, you are new to the table. Uh huh. So you are witnessing, which I actually think is the first time it's happened in reroll history, the implication or impl implementation rather <laughs> of my custom critical hit table. Ooh, okay, Dennis. I like that. The implication. <laughs> Witnessing the implications. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I feel like it came roll. up once, but maybe we didn't confirm. I don't think we confirmed. I'm going to do a D100 roll. That's... Death. That's pretty good, It's going to take five minutes for the D100 to stop rolling, because it's a <laughs> golf ball. Yep. Okay. All right. So, so this is this is what happens. Ulanga shouts out this battle cry. Charging forward, he leaps in the air, bringing down his spear with all his might. Might not do too much damage. Not bad. Uh, Eleven damage, but he manages to bring it down right on top of the tail and pierce it to the carapace of this creature, locking the tail in place yeah. and preventing it from taking any more poison tail actions. Ooh. Hell yeah. Zarya, it is your turn. Alright, I'm going to run forward to where Cranky's holding down this guy's head and bring my sword as I cast my booming energy across it again down on the back of its neck. Roll to hit. I'm going to give him a little uh, little detriment to his AC because of the actions of Cranky. 16. Goddamn right you are. That is a hit. Yeah. Right. That is a hit. And you do it. Get you it. Finish him off. Uh, oh, I'm going to do a superiority die too for to try yeah. to be menacing. Hell yeah. Um, so that is eight weapon damage as you see this uh, kind of like a storm like out at sea kind of envelop him with booming energy. And then a d8. For eight damage. <laughs> is he still up? Yep. Did he have a bonus or anything? Yep. Now I'm going to use my a... bonus to summon a large tentacle at the back end. Very nice. To bring down on on this creature. Roll a hit. Nice. You might recognize that ability. Yeah, I do. From That's our... actually very exciting. This is it's fun. Plus four. Okay. Our salt wind campaign. Yeah. That doesn't hit. <laughs> All Natural right. Two. This this thing is looking really rough. 
And classic Heartmaster coming in for the kill. Well, actually, he doesn't have his weapon. <laughs> no, he's not he can do go. That. You can go slap it if you'd like. <laughs> he's gonna go. He's gonna try and pull out his weapon and fail. <laughs> oh, this is very embarrassing for the orc who claimed to be the strongest. He's an idiot. Um, can I actually <clears throat> before we before we move on? I apologize. Uh, can I use a reaction slash bonus action to uh? to toss my hammer to Heart Eater. Under this thing's legs. Or attempt to. Probably not. You would have you would have to uh you'd have to use your you can't do it retroactively. Okay. You'd have to use your next turn. If your turn pops up you can totally do that. Okay. No no. Alduin, it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. I'm looking something up real quick because I had a spark of idea. Uh, my character, as a Dragonborn, has a uh, breath weapon, and I'm trying to see if this is an action or a bonus action. It doesn't say. I think it's, it's an a action. Oh, interesting. I thought it was a bonus action. Um, Played a, a Dragonborn Barbarian for a long time that I am in shame. love with. Yeah, that's a darn shame. I was shame. in love with until Latara mercilessly killed him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> he died fighting a vampire. It's fair. As a side uh, note, sorry, when I did my menacing attack, I needed a wisdom save. If he could do that. Seventeen. Yeah. Guy's too wise. He's not even that wise. I'm just rolling really well. Yeah, you are. Um, okay. Well, if that's the case. Um if that is the case, if that is the case, I am going to look back over my shoulder, and I will say, uh, do, so we never knew the knight's name? I don't believe you learned okay. it. Alright. <clears throat> I'll look back and go, you look terrible, let me help out. And I will, uh, I will cast, uh, they look, the, the swarm looks pretty bad, right? Yes, correct. Alright, I'll cast magic missile at them. Beautiful. Give me your give me your dice. Uh, do, 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 do. I think I get three things, so I'm gonna roll it three yes. times. So I got a three, three, and a two. Okay. And you get a plus one for each of them. Uh, yes, that added in. Oh, okay. Yep. Thanks for reminding me. The magic missile, but I fucking disagree. Well, magic missile's not a cantrip. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah no, a um, spell, unfortunately. Yeah. What is a wizard attack cantrip? Firebolt? Something like that. Uh, yeah, I have Firebolt. I mean, yeah, it's magic a missile's 1D10. great. Yeah, no, it is. Especially in a scenario where warlocks. it's like, I need to hit them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just hits. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Three force missiles. Rock it out. Uh, is this coming from your staff? Yeah, I will point. I will I will look back and I will point my staff and uh, through the red crystal. Uh, they summon and they will pure out and they kind of go in every which way direction and then they'll kind of lock on and then hit. So you see this and it looks erratic until you realize that these missiles puncture the exact spot of the remaining scorpions and they are obliterated. Yay. Steal yourself, job, Sir Knight. We still have a fight yet. Do not do not take any attacks of opportunity, but prepare yourself. 
And it is his turn. And he is going to say, Thank you. Uh, thank you. You wise one. You saved my life. And he is going to run up and he's right in front of you. And he is going to prepare an action that if this thing gets close, he is going to attack it. And he says, I will defend you. I'm more concerned about keeping you alive as well. Do not risk your life. We will get through this. And I will pat, I'll, as he walks past, I'll put a taloned hand on his shoulder and it'll clink on his armor in a camaraderie okay. way. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Sounded good. You heard it here. Chromatic slash camaraderie. Yes, camaraderie. Camaraderie. Sure. Yeah, that works. In chromatic camaraderie. Yeah, I am chromatic. There you go. Rue, it is your turn. Okay. Um, I think I would like to cast Wither and Bloom. So in a 10-foot okay. radius... Well, it's 60 feet range, 10-foot radius. Um, I would like to cast it on this big creature. Yeah. So we're in this okay. little area. So it could get pretty much everybody yeah. in there. Um, I get, get to choose... Snake queen, obviously. Huh? The snake woman. Yeah, yeah. It won't of get the snake woman, um, yet, which is probably good. Yeah, and I get to choose a creature of choice, which is obviously the enemy, um, the scorpion monster, um, and it has to take a Constitution saving throw, or take two d6 necrotic. Fail. Okay. Cool. Kill it! Kill it! Kill it! Eight. How does this uh, spell look when you cast it? Um, so I basically what I'm doing is invoking both life and death. There's actually a second part to this, so this will look two different ways. Um, I think I what I want it to look like would be that this creature just immediately rots, <laughs> and then and or withers in a way, and then it's obviously that it's obvious that. The, that life that was taken is given to um, Cranky, who gets to roll one of uh, of their unspent hit dice and regain an, um, and regain hit points equal to the roll plus my spell casting ability. So roll a d12, Cranky. Nice. Yes. And be sure to mark off one of your hit dice. I'm forcing you to roll your hit die. <laughs> but with a <laughs> bonus. Yes. With a bonus of what? And it's much needed. My spellcasting ability modifier, so plus three. All right. Cranky. How much health you get? Heals for eight points. Does that that nice. would still include his con nice. bonus too, right? Nice like job. a normal? No, just just the hit die in her bonus. Oh. And uh, it's Cranky gets healed his wounds start kind of like closing up he's still like grappling with this thing he's kind of like whoa, whoa. this is this this feels nice <laughs> <laughs> another strange thing that cranky feels is suddenly the upper human torso of this creature grows weak and frail as it withers away and the carapace starts to fall off in places and it sort of curls like a dead spider as yeah. you guys kill it Woo! Woo! 
Um, just just <laughs> to clarify, like, <laughs> scramble out from under it. To, to clarify, too, you said you healed for eight. Is that what you said? Yeah. So I killed it with eight, and then it transferred it equally and perfectly to you, which is actually nice. kind of cool. The dice have nice. spoken. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. As this thing, as this creature withers and dies, and the arena clears, the witch, the copper-headed witch, steps forward, throws her hands up to silence the enormous applause that you guys have wrung out from the stadium, and she says in this horrible speech, like, before in broken common speaking down to you and says, You have earned your victory. Please, drop your weapons in the chamber and return to whence you came. And we will pick this up next time on the next installment of Chronicles of Rel. Good job, guys. That was good. Awesome. Awesome. That was great. I almost died. As uh, usual. Thank you, Wes. <laughs> thank yeah. you, Wes. Of course. It wouldn't be wouldn't it be a first combat of a show if uh, Brennan didn't almost <laughs> die. <laughs> for sure. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.